Dude, you see that they're finally going to show off some Dead Space remake tomorrow? Oh, is that what that was about? That's what and that's I saw all that about. he tagged us, and he was like, "I hope it has VR support." Tag at PSVR <laughs> Underground at Pearl PSVR. Yeah, man. Like I, I will support. I will support your tweets if you tag me and you're like port begging or VR begging because that's that's the goal. That's the goal, guys. That, that's we can the goal. achieve everything. <laughs> In VR, by the way, Brian, mm. I know you're not feeling your best today, but mm. man, if if this thumbnail is a representation of what's going to happen when when you feel sick, you need to feel sick more often, man. I'm not mm. going to lie, because that thumbnail looks awesome. I thought so, but I mean that's kind of par for the course, man. I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> Let's start the show. I forgot how to start the show. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell just by the feeling of it what day today is. Today is Monday. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Pearl, and the guys from right, the boys, Dave, not here. It's, I'm kind of getting used to this this picture of Dave. He's he's so he's so energetic and wide eyed, bright eyed, bushy tailed, um, right? It's a nice picture, man. You know, I. I know where Dave's come from, man. Dave's been tied up with a bunch of work stuff, and and yeah, I've been there. It's not easy having to run a full time job and then come here and always put on a smile and and like you know <laughs> and just pretend like you don't have other uh, adulting to do. Um, so I feel you, man. The the thing that has helped me in the past is uh, a quit my job and b <laughs> uh, get a bunch of support from the cats, which have been more supportive than anything. Yeah, yeah, man. If it, I mean, if it wasn't for the cats, I think it'd be really, really difficult to show up all the time and do this. Um, yeah, like, like wouldn't, you said, I wouldn't be able to. Right, like you said, like I, I'm actually, I've, I've been having a pretty rough day. I've actually been having a pretty rough month by the feel of it. Um, but man, but the last thing I'd ever want to do is like not show up here and disappoint anybody. Like I fucking love showing up here, uh, and it's all because of you guys out there. And that guy in the right hand side of the screen is AJ from the Underground PSVR Underground. What is up, Brian? What is up, Cartoon Dave? What is up, Game Cats? Happy Monday. So good to see you guys. I know Mondays usually suck, but hopefully we can help your Monday suck just a little bit less. X-Pacerx is in the chat, and he says, not sure what the fuck uh, is going on in that thumbnail. I don't either, X-Pacer, but it looked cool. Yeah, I mean, I just threw together a bunch of shit. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is we're probably going to talk about Captain Toonhead for like 32 seconds. And he's like, front and center, like, motherfuckers, you're am! <laughs> okay, but you look cool, so you're getting front and center. It's like, man, all I got to say is if you're making a cool-ass game out there and you've got some really, really cool uh, uh, art to go along with it, Get that art out there, man. Like, let YouTubers use that shit. And, like, let us throw it in the thumbnail. We're more likely to put it front and center when it looks fucking cool like that. Um, anyway, we probably get the show rolling. We do have quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of housekeeping first and foremost. Uh, Dave will be back on the show at some point this week. Uh, he'll be able to catch, catch y'all caught up on what's going on. Um, so, you know, if you miss him, we do too. 
make sure you make sure you join us over on Discord though. That's a, that's the greatest place to talk to me, AJ and Dave, uh, and of course all the moderators, everybody who's running that show over there. Uh, that link is in the description below. Make sure you come join us, and of course feel free to join us over on Patreon as well if you want that your name on that ever rotating scroll at the bottom of the screen. Patreon.com/slash without parole games. DC13 was in the chat. She asked me, AJ, you quit your job? I did. I left a Fortune 500 uh, company and and took a shitty maintenance job so that I could, uh, part-time, so that I could do this uh, more often. And and I'll be honest with you, despite used to being rolling in the dough uh, and, and not anymore, uh, I've never been happier, man. And that's why I said, follow your dreams. And then Haseeb Mirza followed that up and said, and follow AJ on Twitter. <laughs> and also follow yes. AJ on Twitter. Yeah. Yes, that's the spirit, Hasib. <clears throat> Let's go. Yeah, I I I left a, an extremely lucrative lucrative career uh, waiting waiting tables, <laughs> selling sangria to drunk businessmen. I was yeah, I would have been that businessman drinking that thing. It wasn't that lucrative, but man, waiting tables was fun. I had a good time. It was only thirty two years the of my life. To- Brian, we have worked hard today to bring some good discussions, good topics. So is Upload VR, who has who has uh, provided a good chunk of this as well. So shout out to them. But yeah, man, we've got we've got a brand new release date for an upcoming game. Uh, I don't know what game that could be. Maybe you'll find out. Stick around. Uh, some some awesome updates to games, and then we've got an update on Ace Combat. How about that? Any Ace Combat fans out there? Let's see. Three. I counted three. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm one of them. Four. Fantastic. <clears throat> nice, man. That's fantastic. Well, we should definitely kick off the show uh, with a little bit of... Uh, uh, dude, you know what? You, you know, one of the things that when we first switched over to this three-day-a-week format, one of the things we wanted to do was incorporate more viewer takeover questions. And we have not been terribly good about that. And But for good reason, we haven't been good about that is because there's been so much PlayStation VR news that three days a week, every single time we do this, it's been packed from beginning to end. We just fucking nonstop PlayStation VR news and like reviews and all the stuff we want to do. Uh, and so we haven't had a whole lot of time to get back to viewer takeover questions. But it was really nice to see over on Discord, which you should join. The link's in the description below. Uh, we had a couple people in the viewer takeover channel asking some good viewer takeover questions. And the first one I saw that I wanted to bring up to you, AJ was from all you are is history which by the way is a fucking great username all you are is great. history all you all you are is dustin wind all you are I, is is i heard him worm he was, food. He was doing, i don't remember his name before because usually when i hear somebody or see somebody i know them for life uh but yeah he was chilling in my uh saturday night live stream which was an absolute blast by the way appreciate all you guys uh coming out there but yeah he was he was seemed like he was having a good time and there seemed like a cool person well he asked over on discord Hashtag viewer takeover. Do you think that once Sony begins encouraging developers to make hybrid games, they will still get PS Plus games that are dedicated VR games? Now, it's an interesting question because I, I, I kind of, I, I thought the question was going to go in a different direction. I thought he was going to ask us, hey, once developers start making more hybrid games, don't, don't you think that we'll start seeing more PS Plus VR games because of that, like just by nature? Right, it's like oh, we'll get like maybe two or three a month or something like that. Uh, but he's saying, do you think we'll still get uh, PS Plus games that are dedicated VR games? Dedicated VR games. Well, I think you kind of do get two birds one stone when you do a hybrid. Um, but I hope to see more 
dedicated VR games because I think that's also how you get more people to play them and you get more people to uh, to check them out. I mean, that's not entirely true because there was like 10 games and uh, that were free recently. And I don't know anybody like I hardly know. I know a few people that played Paper Beast, but there's people that, you know, they download them. But they haven't. They still haven't played like Paper Beast and stuff. I was just having that conversation in the Discord. So, um, I like the idea on paper, uh, but I think really what you got to do is you got to have a banger of a game. You know, if Saints and Sinners uh, was a free PS Plus game, then I think a bunch of people would download it and play it. Um, but really, it's kind of it kind of depends on the game. And uh, as far as this goes, I hope so. I hope so that some dedicated VR games show up for sure. Yeah, I, I hope they continue to have, um, you know, because for a while they had a dedicated PS3, PlayStation Vita section. You know, they wanted to make sure that we every single month we got a couple of PS3 games, a couple of Vita games, make sure you get PlayStation 4 games, and now you get... And, and for a little while there, it seemed like we were getting a PSVR game every month. Um, but it would be nice to make sure that it was like, hey, every single month, here's your VR offering, whether it be a hybrid game or whether it be a built-from-the-ground-up VR dedicated game. Um so I don't I don't know uh, what their plan is for that, but I, I do think they like to diversify that stuff. And the more uh, the more games, the more free games they get out there for PlayStation Plus members on different platforms or using different peripherals like the PlayStation VR, the more likely those people are to be like, I'm just going to fucking download this. And maybe one day if I happen to pick up a PlayStation VR 2 headset, well, then I have a free game. I already have, you know, a library of games that's being built. Um, so I, I think it's in Sony's best interest to continue doing exactly that diversifying the playstation plus collection i don't know though i i think this the answer to um all you are's history's question will really lie in uh it will really depend on how many of those hybrid games we actually get every month like is it going to be a regular thing or is it going to be kind of a special occasion thing like every time sony releases a triple a game it's also a hybrid game or will all those third-party developers follow suit? It's right now. It's a big question mark. We don't know how many people are actually going to go like, go along for that ride. It sounds great, but we don't know. You yep. know? Yeah. And what I can tell you is that no, I've said this before. Normal rules and normal trends and stuff you see in uh, gaming traditionally don't apply to VR. VR is a brand new upcoming medium, uh, and just because something shows up on PS Plus or whatever. Um, it, just because a game is good doesn't mean it's going to do well. Uh, it has to be marketed well. You basically have to do everything right when you're making a VR game, uh, for the most part, or or just make it around zombies or, uh, you know, cop, or, or yeah, I don't just, know. Or just make it a modern military shooter, man. People will buy the <laughs> not fuck even out zombies game. Yeah, modern military shooter. There you go. Yeah, I mean, Warzone. I think Warzone sold. That's how we got. That's how we got Swordsman. What's up, Sin Studio? By the way, in the chat. Um, <laughs> hashtag hire AJ. Let's go. Uh, ha hashtag, hashtag we don't talk about Warzone. Um, I've got a few <laughs> tips to talk about. The Donatello, the scientist game cat, in the chat. The five dollar tip says, Brian, I hope you feel better soon, my friend. Hugs, hugs right back to you. Except you know, distance hugs because whatever I have, you don't want. I promise you that. I just got back from the doctor's. So hopefully, I have an update for you soon. We also got the Beersties Cavern. Uh, I'm sorry, the Beersties Game Cats Cavern. What's up, Hugo? He uh, sends $7 Canadian, says, hi, everyone, I'm back. Dude, I hope you're doing well, man. I feel like I haven't heard from you in like a year. It's been a really long time. Um, we also got Nihilist Ryan, the Game Feline, rare, with $5 tips. has got Winds and Leaves on sale and have been enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Highly recommend it. 
It's a good game, man. It's a good game. It was heartbreaking that it launched with so many issues because I w it was the most frustrating thing ever. I was considering it for top 25 because I was like, wow, this game innovates. It's creative. It's artistic. Uh, it's got, you know, a good message. And um, I was actually a big fan of it. Uh, and then uh, I just had some frustrations at launch that kind of soured me on it. But, uh, yeah, I actually thought it was a really good game. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I didn't, and that, and that was a surprise to me. I think, you know, getting into that game at first, um, I was like, this is, I was like, what did you do? What what kind of game did you make here? This is fucking terrible. Actually, I, actually at a certain point, I was like, this is fucking terrible. Um, and I, but I, but I did, I, I don't know if we talked about this. I had, to, I had some major problems during my first playthrough. That was like a bug that got fixed before, uh, before launch. That like when I was I was asking AJ questions and he was like what in the what in God's name are you fucking talking about I was like <laughs> like they were just there were things not popping up on screen like they were supposed to like the, like half of the UI just wasn't there and so things that the game was supposed to be telling me like tutorial stuff just wasn't there and so yeah. my first experience with that game was terrible but not the same you know not not the same first impressions that most people had. Um, Guys, we got uh, we also got Hasib Mirza in the chat with five dollar tip, uh, who's just who just totally steamrolled our other viewer takeover question because this one <laughs> is better. He writes, viewer takeover question: What is your single most memorable PSVR memory that will live on with you forever? Dude, there's a couple, man. There's a couple. Um, Farpoint is one of them. <laughs> No Man's Sky is another one. Wait, wait, you just just uh, games? You don't have specific memories associated with these? <laughs> there, uh, there's like so many things specifically. I mean, um, the the times where these games made me drop my jaw to the floor. One of my, I'll, I'll give you like a deep cut kind of one. Um, going around in the Souls Project. The Souls Project was a game that's unfortunately no longer on the PlayStation Store. There's a lot of like you're on an alien planet and there's a lot of like tomb raiding kind of stuff like, like uh, splunking. And uh, there's, there's uh, these really eerie caves that you have to go through. And, and there's these like alien sea urchins that pop up out of nowhere and just basically scare the shit out of me. And that is definitely one of my most memorable. It's not even supposed to be a horror game, uh, but I just love sci-fi and I was so immersed in the world that uh, it was absolutely terrifying. Dude, I, he says, he's yelling at me and says single memory. There you go. Souls Project. I can't I can't believe that your single memory from the Souls Project wasn't looking out and seeing the twister out on I don't see. And then this twister like cuz I, I we just said yeah, this on the last show. Like everyone else. We yeah. just said this on the last show or I just said this on the last show. But I saw that and I was like what a cool visual effect. And I just kind of stared at it for a minute. I was like it's getting closer, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, it's coming after me! And I literally turned and ran. It was like, how the fuck do I? I, I gotta get inland as fast as possible. Like that, that scared the crap out of me. Um, that that was my that was that, actually there was a memory way later in that game that fucking hit me too. But that would be a spoiler. Um, I'm not gonna talk about Resident Evil because that's what everyone expects me to say. But you already guys, you guys already know that story. So my so one of the stories, uh, my, one of the memories that's always stuck with me was I remember when Firewall Zero Hour was going to launch and review keys did not go out ahead of time. And all we were so close with all of these YouTubers, uh, like Lewis Knight and Seraphim. I mean, it was just like, uh, it was JD Max. Like, it was just a ton of these cats that we used to hang out with all the time um, who were still out there. I just haven't had time to like, you know, regroup and like hang out with everybody. Um, just awesome, awesome, awesome cats. 
uh, and uh, and so we were all just like, yeah, we're just gonna all stream this at midnight. We were all like partying up, and we we're so ready to play this game. And I was nervous. I didn't tell anyone this, but I was nervous because this wasn't a style of game I was used to. Um, it was, you know, the the whole cooperative slash um, competitive nature of, of how Firewall plays. Everyone's like, oh, I, you know, Counter Strike this and this and that, whatever. I'm I'm like, I those weren't my games. Those weren't the games I played growing up. Uh, so I had like no good. I had no. Uh, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna fare doing this. And I was nervous as hell. And then when we got in there and everyone was just fucking, we weren't even strategizing. It was just balls to the wall, just run up to people, just shooting each other in the face. And I mean, it was just, it was one of those turning points where if you weren't a multiplayer VR gamer before Firewall, you were then. And, th- and that was I a had, huge turning point for me. Even though Starblood yeah. was like really the thing that pulled me out, um, you know, out of the single player closet. This, this was the one that made me really, really love it. I wish I could seriously like put a USB drive in my head and download all my favorite experiences and send them to you and let you feel them and experience them yeah. because it would blow your mind. There's more than I could even have time to tell you about. Uh, but wow, the list goes on and on and on. And like Steve Ayeri says, I'm still getting those experiences day to day. We also get another tip from the Beersties Game Cat Cavern. That's just fucking difficult to say, you know. Um, another seven dollar tip. He says, "I'm I'm the V I'm the VP at the Union." Let's try this again. I'm the VP at the Union in the hospital. Let's just say I've been busy, but now it's vacation time. Lo- uh, loads of stream. Nice. Fantastic. Thank oh, you. Yeah. you. You totally deciphered that one. Good stuff. Uh, thank you again, Hugo. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate all of you guys being here. Thank you for hanging out with us. We love you so very much. AJ, I think it's time for some news. What do you got for us? It is, man. Let's go ahead and uh, just knock this out of the way real quick. There are two uh, important giveaways going on right now. Um, some some challenges. Uh, Synth Riders, Kluge Interactive has posted uh, on their website that there is a competition. So I don't know if you noticed or not, or have tried this, but there are daily or weekly, I think actually, uh, weekly challenges that they put up. Um, That's maybe a mode you didn't see pre-launch because it wasn't live. But yeah, there are live challenges that they have that have their own little leaderboard and you can participate in. Um, They are giving away up to $300 if you compete and if you qualify and if you win of course um there's like a one like first place is like 125 bucks and you know uh the the it goes all the way to fourth place i think so um i know there's a lot of really great synth riders players here and uh yeah if you're interested check that out brian have you had more time to play synth riders yet no i love <laughs> that game to death oh man i love synth riders so much so um, but cool, cool prize thing. I love it when when devs do this. Sin Studio does a lot of little prize uh, competitions as well. The other one I want to uh, get out of the way is Vertigo Games is giving away a PSVR headset. Um, uh, on Twitter, you can check them out at Vertigo Games, or you can follow me. I've got it retweeted. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, there's uh, just some stuff you have to like do or to enter. It's like through that gleam.io or whatever. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people have have had PSVRs break um, or, you know, they want to gift one to a friend, something like that. Uh, now you have a chance to get one and a, and a copy of Traffic Jams. But 
I want that sweet PSVR headset. I want a new one, a backup. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in that picture that they showed. They're like, you get this stuff, and I was like, ooh, is that a is that a traffic jam's cake? I'm like, I'm just starving, man. Like that cake looked delicious. <laughs> and then there was like a Vertigo game shirt. Sure, it's like, all, I was like, you know what? It's it's everything. I mean, I've got I've got a headset. I'm like, I want all the other stuff. Actually, but Move controllers are getting are still hard to find, and they're still expensive. So I was like, you know, that wouldn't be a bad thing to win either. Um, so yeah, make sure you enter. Uh, it makes you, I, I think even if you have a PlayStation VR headset, you should still enter and then uh, and then find a good home for it. Find it, find a, a needy game cat who's looking for a headset. Um, uh, but that's good stuff, man. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, going back to Synth Riders, I haven't had a chance to get back to it, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, here, here's the big question: Are you are you excited? For what Beat Saber's dropping tomorrow? Yeah, I totally forgot. Um, uh, no, yes, no. sort of. Are you a Skrillex? Sure. Are you a Skrillex fan? Uh oh, is it going to be Skrillex? It seems. It seems to be. It seems to be the the the. If majority that's, rules, that's that seems to be the most popular guess. Yeah. That is definitely uh, Beat Saber elevating their game a little bit, I will say. And I know that's something that a lot of people have been asking for. And, yeah, I am not the huge, the biggest fan, but but I am definitely uh, a big enough fan to appreciate that. And that would be huge. I just I, – I I'll have to see it to believe it. I don't believe it. Yeah. I think it's I, – I don't know. I got to go – I got to go to my local Walmart or Kroger or something and see what's playing on the, in the overhead and – and I'll tell you what I what my theories for the next music pack are. <laughs> I'm so mean. I'm sorry. That that is pretty. Uh. Mean. Uh, but I'm 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 actually excited because uh, because people people whose opinion I trust like Skrillex, but I don't. But I've never I've never ventured out. I, I did I did a little bit of YouTube searching yesterday uh, and and listened to a few tracks, and I was I'll say happily impressed. Although it was like if this is if this is what the track pack's all about. Um, then I'm down, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know jack shit about Skrillex. So if, uh, yeah, I don't know why I was actually confusing, uh, Skrillex with Apex, Apex Twim, Apex Twim, something like that. Twim, Fim. I don't remember what they're called. That was, that was more, that's what I was actually thinking, <laughs> which would be way cooler. Uh, I don't, I don't like dubstep either. So I'm not, I know they posted a thing, a lot of wub wub. Yeah, there's dub, a lot of wub wub dub wub. Yep. Um, <laughs> Big time. Yeah, and I'm I'm not crazy about that. So, long story short, no, I'm not excited. But but I'm I always like new stuff. I'm excited to play it. Yeah. I'm not excited for the music. I'm excited I, for something new. I'm excited for something new, and I'm also excited because like I didn't like the Interscope mixtape. I was like I don't like having one song by different bands, and I wasn't a huge fan of most of the bands on that uh, Interscope mixtape anyway. Um, what I what I'm excited about is saying, hey, here's ten songs by you know somebody that I've always been curious about, and then it's like, okay, now I get a, not only another reason to play Beat Saber, but also maybe I'll be a new fan of Skrillex, and you know, had no idea. Apex, Apex, Apex Twins, Space Dennis. Thank you, Bell Ramya. And look and oh, look at everybody on. getting excited. You see, yeah, like people that have good taste in music, <laughs> right? Um, exactly. Man. Exactly. People have good taste in music. A lot of the cats have great taste in music, and I trust you guys. Yeah. And, uh, and and I'm always in my like little emo grunge, you know, punk rock world where nothing else exists. 
And so every time I get to venture out of that, I get excited and go, okay, well, here's an excuse to try on a different shirt, something other than the old black tee that I've that I donned so frequently. All right, All enough right. Beat Saber talk. Um, yes, enough Beat Saber talk indeed, because Rhythm of the Universe Ionia uh, got its official trailer on the PlayStation YouTube channel. This was during Gamescom. They had they were actually attended, and then they posted up uh, a YouTube trailer. I think Hibsy found it during the t- at the time. I don't know if it went up like early by accident, but uh, but we got it, and it has a release date. It is coming September twenty third, right around the corner. Yeah, this is you know this is fantastic that we're starting to get September release dates. Uh, not only do we have uh, September 23rd, correct me if I'm wrong, is also the release date for Saints and Sinners Aftershocks, right? Yes, that's what I was thinking too, so probably. So so suddenly we had we had no release dates in September, and now we have two on the same day. Get ready, motherfuckers, because <laughs> it's going to be August all over again, um, because that, that's exactly what happened. It was, it was just fucking game after game after game. Uh, it's been an incredible summer so far, and I, and I don't think it's going to let up in September. Just because we don't have release dates for next month yet doesn't mean I don't think – I think we're going to get loaded up. Song in the Smoke, uh, Aftershocks, Ionia, man, those three alone make for an awesome month, but whew, man, I can't True. wait. Things seem quiet right now, but Sony likes to wait. Once once they've had a big month, they like to wait for that new month to begin. And then all of a sudden, it's like huge announcements to start the month. And a lot of those are release dates um, for stuff coming later in the month. So I expect a lot of stuff to drop, um, maybe even by the end of the week, maybe by Thursday, get some announcements for some for some things. I'm going to screw this up big time. Bell Remy of the GameCat with the five euros says, Beat Saber should learn from Rims Racing and release Bloody Beat Groups Pack. Do you understand what any of that means? Because I don't. Bloody Beat Roots. I don't know what Rims Racing is, and I don't know what Bloody Beat Roots is, <laughs> and I'm not quite sure what a Bell Ramio is. <laughs> I know who Bell Ramio is, but I'm not sure what a uh, Bell Ramio is. We just say the name as if it could, dude, it, we could be cursing in another language, and we have no idea. Like what if that's true? What if it's like a racist term or something in Italian? We have just fucking no idea. He says I don't want Sepultura. Bloody Beat Roots are an Italian electro band, and Rims Racing has only songs from them. Uh, I wonder if Bloody Beat Roots is a Max Ca- Cavalera band. Um, I- I'm slowly following. No, I don't know. Um, everyone says Prodigy and Nine Inch Nails. Let's keep it simple. Nine Inch yes. Nails. I'm down. I, Prodigy. I, I, I know if you're European, you have to like Prodigy. It's like in your DNA or something. But yeah. <laughs> it's not, no, man. Nine Inch Nails, Bro. though. I mean, The Fragile was just like, was an entire year of my life. Oh, man. I, Great I, band life. Wait, wait, wait. Did you make a face when I said The Fragile? I was just thinking, yeah. I, I, I like a lot of Nine Inch Nails albums. So, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. But I, I like a lot of them. Nice. Yeah, no. Um, I... All the ones oh, I've listened oh, to are saying, good. I'm sure I missed some. Oh, okay. It's funny because Sergeant Frost says roots, bloody roots. So, yeah, I think I know what he – I'm guessing that's what he means. That that sounds like Sepultura. Um, or uh, uh, what, Soul, Soul, Soul Tribe. I can't remember the hell the name. Anyways, how did we talk about that? I thought we were talking about Ione. <laughs> Another rhythm, Dude, a musical-based listen, listen, man. Like, Val Ramio knows what's Soul up. Fly. If you, if Soul you, Fly. 
Okay. If you, if, if you want to derail the conversation, man, like that, you know how to do it. Just send the send the tip with an interesting conversation starter our way, man. Sorry, sirens on my end, and uh, that's how you can derail this show pretty much every single time. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, but getting you know, obviously, we we could certainly sit here and speculate about all the games that are coming uh, in September, but knowing that Ionia is actually coming is sort of. Is there, there's something a little bit magical about this, and I and I think it's because there was a part of me that was like, these guys are in over their head. This is their first VR game. It's their first real game uh, that Road to Interactive has made like as a team. It seems like, or at least the first like big, big cohesive game. Um, and uh, and I'm just like, man, you, you got to wonder like the, these guys and Wanderer, they they just the 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 game seemed too big to me to actually meet a release date or meet a release window that, that they first put out there, especially during COVID times, right? I, I I kept fully expecting this game and Wanderer to get pushed until like 2022 sometime. And so the fact that they're like, oh, next month, we'll see you then. I was like, what? Oh, okay, you guys are just working behind the scenes, you know, making it all happen. Uh, they even put a demo out. Uh, it was mm, early last month, I think. Uh, I was watching, uh, shout out to uh, a, a game cat who, uh, whose name I haven't seen in a while around here. Uh, but who has his own YouTube channel, Paradise Decay. Uh, I was watching him play uh, the demo of it. And holy shit, this is like, I mean, just absolutely. It's one of these games that you just put on the headphones and you want to take it all in. Because it is, they said over and over that this is like a musical adventure. But man, just it seems fully orchestrated. It just seems like moving at all times. It just seems like one of those experiences that... Like would just totally get lost on a flat screen, and and when, and when you're in that world, it just looks absolutely stunning. So my question for you, AJ, how good do you think this is gonna look on PSVR? Uh, um, I have my concerns. Uh, I mean, from they definitely have seemed like they've tried to back it up, back up what they're showing and saying it's gonna look really good. So I'd like to have like the utmost highest confidence, um, but it looks too good. <laughs> like the, it looks better than some of the AAA games we get. And the the trailer they showed says PC VR footage. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like I just don't. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I hope it doesn't have to look perfect, but but you know I I hope I certainly hope it's not like a Quest port or something. Um, but, but I, I've been excited about this game since middle, early last year, um, when we covered the Kickstarter and first heard about it and, you know, we were like, man, this looks really good, but, but the limitations of the gameplay, you know, Wanderer has the same thing is that it looks so good. It's like, how good is this actually going to be? So in the back of my head. I'm thinking there could be a catch here. What's the catch? Is something with the gameplay, something with the graphics? Because a lot of these games that came out over the summer have been great, but a lot of them have had a catch. And that's why I love Saints and Sinners, because there was no catch with it. But, um, yeah, man. I am hoping for the best. Braxboro in the chat uh, is basically saying exactly what I'm thinking. He says, uh, I'm not a graphics snob, but the visuals look like they're important to the game. And I agree. Uh, I think that I think that this game will suffer greatly if, if we turn it on and it's just a and it's it's a big blurry beautiful mess. Right? I just I just don't think that that's gonna really get the feeling that they're trying to invoke across. Um, uh, Slyward two fifty one, uh, the basement switching flipping game cat. 
I can't even say your name properly. Sorry, Slavard. He says, Ionia might look like Zing, which, in all fairness, Zing looked fucking beautiful, especially on the Pro. Um, the what I'm what I'm concerned about is that Sony really hasn't unleashed uh, the full power of the PlayStation Five for PSVR games, right? It's it's really like this in backwards compatibility mode. It's uh, you know dynamic resolution. It's unlocked frame rates. It's unlocked this. It's unlocked that. But no, like oh hey, here's your PlayStation Five version for PSVR games. That's not that's not really a thing. I mean, although I guess No Man's Sky is the only one to break that mold so far, right? Can you think of any other ones other than No Man's Sky? Hitman. Hitman has, Hitman has a PlayStation Five mode. I thought we were. I thought PS Five and oh, PS Four Pro. Yeah, I actually don't know because I don't have the thing. Um, well, I mean, like Fract or. Um, but the, again, those are all unlocked resolutions. Like that's all you know, taking advantage of. But but there's not a specific PlayStation Five mode, like a or or PlayStation Five version of these things. And again, I and I really do think that's because they wanted the, the shift to PlayStation VR two to be so dramatic, but. It, this is one of those games well, that looks that like that, that's i would think that that's what the uh i mean that's what no man's sky is it's probably just uncapped or yeah like uncapped resolution or something like that because yeah they they may not say something say that but that's probably what it is and i think this is in this is i mean who knows who knows man but the like, ps4 version of no man's sky it's not a ps5 version so Right, right, yeah, absolutely, right, because I don't have the PlayStation Five version of No Man's Sky installed. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be doing something similar to that, but it's, um, but this is just—I don't know. There just seems like there's a lot going on here, and I, this is this is going this is going to be one. Usually, I don't care about seeing like the graphics comparisons between the OG and the Pro and the PlayStation Five. You know, usually that's just a little bit a little bit too much going on there. But this is one of those games that I really really want to see if they've managed to take advantage of each of those different consoles, because this is, I think it's going to be important and, and it would be a real, real shame if, uh, if like the OG just got screwed altogether. Um, you know, on the PC, in the, if you bring up the options menu in the Ionia uh, demo, you can set the draw distance. You can set a bunch of different graphical settings. There's sliders like there are in tons of games. And yeah. that generally isn't something that you see on console. They just like try to optimize it for the specific console. Um, but it would be nice if, you know, instead of instead of just blurring out the entire game and dropping the resolution big time, they just they, they were like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll just cut the draw distance back and it's hidden by fog or something, you know, N64 the crap out of it. <laughs> like there's got to be yeah. workarounds to keep this thing looking good. I really hope there is. Yeah. Go Trunk 25 says, didn't Blood and Truth have a PS5 mode? Yes. It's a, it's not necessarily a PS5 mode. It's I mean, it is a PS5 patch. Um but anything that is a PS5 game uh, is going to have to be a PSVR 2 title. There's no... Every single PSVR title at this time is a PS4 game, technically. Right. Still running in backward There's, compatibility mode. Right. And it and it has boosts that it can take advantage of on the PS5. Right. Um, it's it's It can use some of the CPU, GPU power, but even that is limited. That's not a fully unlocked uh access to the full hardware capabilities of the ps5 it would have to have a ps5 skew for that to happen right so it would be really nice to see if this is something you know if they managed to develop this with you know dynamic resolution and unlocked frame rates all of that to take advantage of each console um, and because how, i mean how much would it suck to be playing this on playstation 5 and, and realize yeah we are playing the quest version 
like the quest one part. God damn it. Although, oh, I, did see, so bad with I did see in the trailer, though, this is the second game, to my knowledge, that doesn't support the quest one. This is, uh, this is, it only said quest two. So, uh, so even they, they're aware that, like, there's, they, there's limitations. So, at the very least, we'll be getting the quest two version. <laughs> right? Which isn't bad. Quest two bad. can look pretty nice. Quest yeah. two can look quest pretty damn nice. It can, but it doesn't have anything on the, the contrast or the lighting or, uh, anything like that, um, you know, it looks it looks more like Tarzan, kind of. Um, all right, man. Well, so hype meter without parole. Hype meter for Rhythm of the Universe Ionia Part One. Yeah, I think we usually say one to five, right? Um, to keep things simple, one being the lowest, five being the highest. And the, as far as the without parole hype meter, like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm at a four. Mostly because I'm a, this this isn't something we talked about or maybe we did before but haven't recently. I'm a little nervous they're gonna get preachy. Like as soon as soon as you get preachy in a oh, game yeah. about like uh, about na- nature and conservation and saving the earth and saving the which is what this is all about. This is you know it's it's uh, it's tied into the game is like, it's also. like yeah yeah I was gonna say it's like funded by you right. know wildlife you know stuff. I'm EPA certified. I, I'm. I care about the environment. I recycle. Yep. Shit's important to me. I. I but I, I know. I understand what you mean. How if you focus on that over making a good game, then. Well, no, then no. It like it's just. I. Long. I just don't. I don't know, man. It's like there's sometimes the message overpowers the story in the game. Sometimes the message overpowers what you're doing. You're and you feel like you're watching. You're playing like an edutainment title or something. You know, like it's like am I being am I being taught something right now or am I enjoying something right now? And and sometimes those two things don't mesh very well together. Uh, like I, I I don't like I don't like uh, education titles. <laughs> like I didn't even like them when. Remember when you were a kid and you're like, oh, I get to play video games in school because it was an education title, fucking Oregon Trail and nonsense like that. It's like don't don't fucking hit me over the head with this shit. I want to when I play a video game, I want to play a video game. I don't want to learn something. Um, like the we are, Adventures we are... of Treasure Mountain was the shit. I, I do remember that. I'd have to look oh it up though. God. I can't remember. There were there was a couple standouts that were amazing. Yeah, but but in general, in general, educational. But but we've had people preview this on PC and stuff and say that it's actually pretty good. So uh, that makes me hopeful. I'm at a four. Where are you at? Uh, I'm gonna say like three. Okay, like a really solid three because you know I want to I want to have my expectations in check. A lot can go wrong here, but it could also end up being everything I wanted and was hoping for. So. I've been really excited about this game, um, but yeah, I just I just want to have my expectations in check. Nice. Uh, now let's run the game feline with the five dollar tip. Says since a lot of PSVR cats went straight from PS5 from OG PS4, so they went from OG to PS5. Maybe a great video idea would be every PSVR title with either a Pro or PS5 patch. <laughs> so many games. That'd be the biggest video I've ever made in my life. Um, also, by the way, this sale video, like, it might kill me. There's over 200 games on sale. <laughs> this, like, I've re- I figured out it's going to take 40 hours to make the sale video. Like, I'm, it might not get out in time for the sale. Like, the sale might be over by the time I finish it. Uh, so apologies, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm working my ass off, uh, and, and hopefully I can get that sale video out. Uh, thanks for the suggestion, Natalie Ryan. We love you. Um. 
Hey, man, did you, did you see that interview uh, that Upload VR did with uh, with Mr. Jesse Shell from uh, Shell Games? I most certainly did. And uh, get, say something about it <laughs> so, that I can, <laughs> so I can bring up a different trailer. <laughs> say say something. <laughs> so. so. Uh, this, uh, yeah, they did do an interview with uh, Jesse Shell, who I believe is the the founder mm-hmm. of of um, Shell Games. Until you fall, uh, I expect you to die. One and two. Am I missing something? Uh, I mean, they they did some like mobile games and stuff, that, um, but okay. as far as well, those are the those are the big the big ones we know about, um, and they are pretty awesome. And yeah, they had a little bit to share um, about their n- next project, and they they kind of uh, good old Jamie over there at Upload got a little bit of a scoop, got him to got him to say just a little bit. Um, but I thought it brought up an, an interesting point, and uh, wanted to have a quick discussion on it. Just get your thoughts, get the cat's thoughts as well. Um, but uh, he says basically, I expect you to die, and until you fall, developer shell games next vr title will try to find a balance between physics-based gameplay and uh hyper reality now i might have to look up what hyper reality is i'm I'm guessing uh it means what it sounds like but um what he says when they were talking to him he says quote you've got to make things hyper real reality isn't your goal you're trying to create um a certain experience for the player and there's some elements uh, of physics-based play that can do some of that, but it's only a part of it. So you have to strike that balance. We're doing some work on it now. I'm trying to think if I could talk about it. I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about it. I'm probably not supposed to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, he basically said we're working on a game that involves a balance between physics and reality and figuring out uh, when to use the physics in order to enhance the experience and when to say, okay, that's enough. Sounds like another, to me, sounds like another kind of combat game. When it comes to Until You Fall, I definitely feel like that's not a game that is very physics-driven, more arcade. Yeah, they don't, it, it's certainly, I mean, the, the combat specifically is not physics-based at all. Like you're, you're definitely, uh, you know, blocking at the right time. It's very, almost rhythm-based or, or, or at least quick-time event feeling um, I mean, fantastic. I, it, it always sounds so negative when you phrase it like that. Um, but man, it's such a fantastic game. But not, but not a physics-based game for sure. Uh, and even you know, and, and even the physics that were involved in "I Expect You to Die" were. I'll, I'll say I was really, really happy when there'd be like a, a clipboard or something I pick up in "I Expect You to Die" too, and there was there were things on top of it, and I pick up the clipboard, and the things would come with me, and like and all the physics worked properly like they, they've really got a decent physics engine there for at least item interaction and, and collision detection and opening the drawers and things sort of slide a little bit when you open it but they don't like totally fall through or everything reacts the way that it's supposed to which is the mark of a good physics engine but so far they haven't right. made like a physics based game right. so so my question and i guess i guess you're gonna ask me the same thing is yeah. uh is is what kind of game do we think they're making well, that's definitely not the same question, so I'll answer yours first. Um, uh, to me, it sounds like something with combat. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it could be another melee combat game. Okay. Maybe it's Until You Fall 2. 
That would be interesting. That would be interesting. See, the the reason I don't think it's a combat game uh, is is simple. It's only because I don't think they're done with Until You Fall. I think that we're still we're going to see DLC. We're going to see a, a new campaign for Until You Fall. I, I don't think they're done with it. And so to to have a game come out that rivals their own game or or, or kind of shows up their own game in some way uh, when they're still trying to promote the original one seems like it would be counterintuitive. Um, but I, but I, but I don't know. I, I can't shell games is a hard developer to pinpoint or, or to, to, yeah. to nail down because they just kind of do whatever, man. They, there's, they're they have, a big company. They're not a small, they're a huge company that, well, I wouldn't say maybe not huge, but they're a big company with a lot of, uh, different sectors that work on a lot of different VR stuff. It's all, as far as I know, it's mostly just VR, but they do all sorts of places stuff from i think they even delve into some some medicine and and stuff like that you know vr isn't always just applied to games um that's just what's going to make it popular uh in my opinion but um yeah they they go all over the place you like until you fall and i expect you to i couldn't be more opposite no, absolutely. You, and I expect you to die. It's literally made to, to play kind of casually, sitting there, just like kind of okay, move controllers. You can play it sitting down. Uh, you, not very few things put a time limit on you. <laughs> like sometimes you'll have to do things quickly so you don't die. But but it's it's certainly not sword fighting, especially not the kind of sword fighting that's in uh, uh, until you fall. So I. I'm, go ahead. I was going to ask you about. What do you think about his comments saying that, you know, about his his feelings toward um, uh, of physics and physics-driven games? And by the way, I love that he mentioned Kurt Vonnegut uh, Jr. <laughs> right. um, I'm a huge fan of Sirens of Titan. I've read that, that book. So uh, yeah. uh, Breakfast of Champions. Um, there's there's a couple others that were that were just awesome books. It's like usually goofy sci-fi, really out there stuff. Uh, huge fan of Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Um, but anyways, what do you think about his comments about saying like you don't want to go full physics driven? Because to me, like I I get what he's saying. You want to have balance. You want it to be physics based, but you also want it to be fun and yeah. gamey, gamified. And so I think that's the proper outlook. But when it comes to some of these games, like I feel like after the fall, I'm sorry, until you fall, I could have used a little bit more physics. Like instead of having this arcade like, um, you know, kind of guide you rhythm, rhythm, ba rhythm game kind of layout. I feel like, you know, if you put swordsman's combat into into uh, until the, until you fall, like it would have been huge for the game. I okay two things yeah <laughs> one I totally disagree with that statement because I love what until you fall does with its combat I love that they weren't going for they weren't trying to make a realistic sword fighting game they weren't trying to make a physics based game they were they were doing something that made you move and have fun and react quickly uh, to on-screen commands and yeah. and and I actually absolutely loved it. When people try to compare swordsmen to until you fall, I was like, I, the only thing that's similar is that you have a sword in your hand, and and that's it. Like even swinging that sword doesn't feel the same. Connecting with your enemy with that sword doesn't feel the same. Sword fighting does not feel the same. And so uh, and so I think these two games have almost nothing in common, despite the fact that they're both sword fighting games. 
and I and I absolutely love the arcade style that they went for in this. It just it, it was perfect for the the visual style and the uh, the audio style they were going for. Like just that kind of like driving synthwave music the whole time. Uh, it felt like you were inside of uh, arcade machine from the nineties, and it and it felt good to do that. And I think if they did physics based stuff, it would have maybe not landed quite the way they wanted. Um, the other thing is I can't believe you skipped over the whole Kurt Vonnegut thing. And, and it's like, don't you think that was sort of a, maybe like a little wink and a nod being like our next game is going to be a sci-fi game. Could be, could be a crazy over the top sci-fi game. Um, maybe a little bit of comedy in there. Possibly, but like, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like I can only imagine the, the amount of things that now that they're getting more and more comfortable with VR, the number, the number of places they could take their next game you know could, could it be a space exploration game could it be uh some kind of narrative driven um you know uh, adventure game i don't know man there's, there's, there's so many different ways they could go with that but i just i just yeah. didn't want to let that pass you brought it up and immediately it sparked in my brain i was like wait a minute that makes perfect sense why would he yeah. why would he brought curve on and get up but i think i think physics are super important for games though i you know, that's that's why we hate games that we say have waggle for the combat. Because right. it's it's not just it's not just the gameplay. It's not necessarily about the gameplay, it's about the way it feels. To me, the physics are, are all about like I always felt like games with better physics feel more immersive because it actually feels like you're doing these actions uh, in VR. Um, there's there's a lot of games that simulate weight and and uh things like that and and i think that's huge i think that's why i love saints and sinners so much is because you feel like you know you you sit there you don't just you don't just poke and your arm clips through the enemies and stuff or the the weapon and they just they just fall down it's like no you sit there and you stab them in the head with a screwdriver it gets stuck and then you got to go and then, right. and then it goes all the way in or or you slice and and like the, depending on the perfect angle you slice their head goes flying off um and and to me those have been some of my best experiences that's why i'm such a big fan of swordsman as well that's why uh you know gran turismo is like one of my favorite racing games because it has that that realism to it but it's not necessarily about being realistic you could it's about the way it feels to play it stuff like detach detach has some amazing physics and you're not like interacting with a whole lot you're just floating around in space yeah it is it is a delicate balance i think there's too many people out there that are so concerned that vr games have to be as realistic as possible they say oh well you're in virtual reality it has to be fucking balls to the wall realistic and i couldn't disagree with that more right i don't always think that manual reloading is the best thing especially like oh, i'm gonna put every single bullet in the goddamn fucking boom. okay okay i was like I'm, I'm sorry i'm doing other shit over here okay i'm running away i got fucking zombies on my tail leave me alone so but sometimes it is good it, it all depends on the game it all depends on the situation it all depends on what feels right and so sometimes realism adds to the excitement of the game and sometimes it detracts from the fun of the game. And so I think that's why I think that's why developers like, you know, Shell Games, uh, I think that's why he brought it up because they're, they are absolutely a team that understands that they're making games and that not everything right. has to be crazy realistic. That if you add some realism to it, you can add to the enjoyment, but you could totally yeah. fuck up your game by making it too realistic. Um, and, uh, and that's, that's just going to be... 
people will sit there and experiment. There's a lot of gamers out there that love to, you know, when, when you add physics to the thing, of course, it's like way more work, way more in, uh, in, uh, intensive on the, on the GPU or the CPU. Um, and, but, but it also opens up your game to be able to sit there and, and mess around with it because of how it feels. And I saw um, Anikazi said, uh, he says, no physics interactions for physics sake. Boneworks went full physics driven to its detriment. And that's actually something I've heard a couple times because I hear Boneworks is all about the physics. But then I also hear that, you know, it's to the detriment of being a fun game or something like that. So I don't know what that means because I haven't played it. I've been trying to wait, hold out for a PSVR 2 version. Um, but, but yeah, man, I think I, I, I typically love physics in games. It's how you get rid of, it's how you get rid of waggle. I think it, it's, it improves the way the game feels. And I like how games feel no matter what it looks like. Like um, if, you know, it could be anything, but if it feels right, it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. It just all depends on the game. All depends. You know, there's, it, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how important it is moving forward in VR as to see if it's something that's more important in VR. Cause there's certainly something to say, you know, if you, if you're right, if you're running around on a flat screen in a third person game and you run up to somebody and you push the square button <laughs> and it does this canned animation of you swinging a sword. Uh, and then the character reacts to that. It's it's way way different than being in VR and running up to somebody and taking your hand and swinging a sword and and watching what happens when you when your blade that you just swung hits that person. What happens? So it's got to be it's got to be more important in VR moving forward. But taking it too far, I think, is is definitely going to be a concern. I, we don't want every game to be hyper realistic. Uh, yep. And it's just it's just good to hear somebody like Jesse Shell talk about this uh, op somewhat openly and say that you know there's a balance here, uh, and I think they found that balance in uh, until you fall. Um, yeah, oh yeah, no, no, it is your turn. <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> cover um, for me. <laughs> I'm, I'll cover for you, but uh, but I do think it's time to move on to the next news story while I cover for you, uh, and that is. Ninja. Arashi. I was like, do you want... I didn't know how far you were going to go with that. I was giving you a hint. Guys, Arashi, Castles of Sin, which just recently came out. I was a big fan of it. Not a physics-based game. <laughs> no, this Not is what this is. This is the game, game I kept thinking about while we were having this conversation. Being like, man, right. this definitely would have improved, uh, improved Arashi big time. For sure, especially because they were going for this like realistic thing, but the 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 gameplay, you know, despite the combat itself needing some fine tuning, um, or could or could have benefited from some physics, uh, it's all about sneaking around and being stealth. You don't need physics to do that necessarily. Um, good physics in the game, it, you can still have a lot of fun. It's like it's like Tenchu, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arashi. Rashi is a game. So Rashi is a game that we definitely uh, enjoy quite a bit, uh, and the more we play it, the more we like it. Uh, that's something that is abundantly obvious. The more you play it, you just played it on Saturday Night Live streams. Uh, I, I, I love it, man. It's so it seriously is better every time I play it. 
I need to I need to get through it. Uh, I need to finish my second playthrough so that I can uh, because my first playthrough I lost my I lost my save file um, due to unforeseen circumstances and then uh and then and so to open the level select screen i have to finish my second playthrough and so uh so that i can go back and get all the collectibles uh and i think i'm gonna wait i think i'm gonna wait on that second to finish off my second playthrough because uh because endeavor one the developers of arashi castles of sin uh just said that their the next patch that they drop for this game will include the pro patch the, the long-awaited, the much-anticipated, the, yes. the highly requested patch for the PlayStation 4 Pro, and uh, and one of the developers at least has said that it looks significantly better in the HMD, which is really nice to hear. How excited, yeah, how excited are you for this? I am super excited because uh, aside from a few parts of the game, I thought it was a pretty gorgeous game already, and to know that it didn't have pro enhancements, I was like, wow. Like, I thought it actually would have. Um, but I am super, super excited because I already thought it looked great. And with with even more enhancements, this could be a gorgeous, absolutely stunning game, I think. Yeah. No, it's <clears throat> it's good to hear. Good to hear that they're, they're already kind of saying publicly that this is, this is coming. And to say it's in our next patch gives me the impression that the next patch is coming soon uh, because it would be kind of a weird thing to to say <laughs> if it was like three months out or something um but man i i i definitely think we're going to be uh I, I i think arashi is going to be one of those games that i said on the top 25 list i, I think i mentioned it about uh, alvo and this game uh but both of these games i feel like are gonna um this one did make it on our top 25 list this time around uh it snuck in there with a with your ride or die um, yeah, no, I didn't sneak in there. I did, I did my ride or die, and I was super proud of it. It's it snuck in there with your ride or die, just like until you fall, snuck in there with my ride or die. And uh, what? Oh, what, what was uh, what was Chris's? Was it was it the Electronauts? Electronauts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, did you? Did I was, you I was roll, happy about. Did you roll your eyes when you said that? <laughs> I did. No, I mean it could have been worse, but. Mm. Man, that list, man. I'm never gonna get over. That list that he brought to the table. <laughs> that was, was difficult to deal with, man. Right. Not gonna lie, I love Chris. I love his opinions, but we, trying we, to mess that with our thoughts of what the best games are, like it fucking made everything super difficult. Someone should have uh, betted him. <laughs> no one betted him. No, we're just like, oh, we'll see you then. It'll be fine. Everything's great. He shows up. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? That was a uh, learning experience, to say the least. Big Shout time. out to Shughead Games. Big time, uh, but yeah. So I, I do think I do think that Arashi is going to be climbing our next top twenty-five list. I think it landed, you know, very it landed very close to the bottom. But I think it will climb over time. The more the more they can add to this game, the more they can uh, make it look good. Just you know, add to the immersion. And I think the same is going to go for Alvo. Didn't make our list, but I think it will. Like next time, you know, three to five months, whenever the hell the next list is, it's very exciting to see like the evolution of games. We don't li- these games don't exist in a vacuum anymore. It used to be a games came out on a cartridge or a PlayStation 1 disc and it's just you put that game in and if it fucking was broken, that was the end of it. It was like it's just not going to be fixed. And then and now games get, you know, tons of DLC and, and patches and all sorts of things that address we didn't talk about uh we'll talk about D-Magnet on an, on an upcoming episode, but I played some D-Magnet today. Uh, and those developers went in and they added full locomotion, they added smooth turning, and just totally overhauled the entire feel of the game. It feels way more immersive now to run around that world. 
so it's it's really really good that that this is a thing that exists now. I know I feel like I sound like an old man being like back in my day the cartridges weren't updated or well, whatever. Um, but this is but this is great. This is great. Games generally only get better over time. Uh, Bell Ramy of the GameCat with the twenty euro. Thank you so much. Says sorry. Got to call it a night. We'll watch. Uh, we'll watch. Test. Watch this tomorrow. I think that's what he said. See you on Discord, everyone. Yeah, click the link. Join us on Discord. Nice. Thank you, yeah. Bell. Have a great night. Do not buy a Lunar Stone, Bell. Do Whoa. not. Buy. He, he wasn't thinking about I'm buying Lunar Stone, was he? Oh man, I had to. I had to stop him from buying um, Lunar Stone earlier. Didn't he watch my review? Man. <laughs> probably not it's i a, think that's maybe what made him want to buy it but what? uh no i told him dude no there's there's some games that are good bad this is bad bad don't uh don't do it yeah there, well, there's there's something appealing about it that like just totally lost all appeal five minutes in uh don't don't buy a lunar stone buy immortal legacy dude jay meow fucking played immortal legacy for the first time and was like he's part of the cult now <laughs> he's part of the cult he knows immortal legacy is fucking fantastic game uh go out buy immortal legacy man 10 bucks you'll, and you'll, you'll thank me later he said you told him to play it on easy yeah actually i did I did because I, I told him he's going to want to play it more than once, and so you might as well just blast through it and have a good time the first time, and then he had a challenge the second time. I actually would tell that say that for anybody who plays Immortal Legacy. Also, anyone anyone who's actually taking my advice right now and is going out and buying Immortal Legacy tonight, and getting it on sale for part of the uh, PlayStation VR sale. It's only ten bucks. Uh, it'll take about four hours to get through your first time minimum, and then uh, and definitely worth playing through multiple times. Um, make sure that once you're in the game you push the uh, start button on your, I think it's your left move controller to get the full list of options. The full list of options isn't even in the main menu. This is like a weird thing. When they patched in extra control schemes and options and movement speeds, it's only in the in-game menu, not on the title screen. So just keep that in mind. Otherwise, you'll hate me. I don't want you to hate me because I love you so much. <laughs> All right, man. So yes. Because of time constraints, let's go ahead and get our last news article out of the way before we do 20 questions. Wait, that and wasn't that the is last... Oh, that was the no. last news. That's why I was no. wasting so much time. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, well, I also told people that I had some some stuff to share about Ace Combat, and uh, they were pretty excited. So I don't want to leave them hanging. No. But, uh, yeah, man, this old article is actually kind of old. It comes from thegamer.com, which I've never heard of. But uh, uh, I was just obviously. actually – I was doing other things, other activities, and stumbled across this article, and I said, oh, this is interesting. And it is from, uh, oh, no, it's from January of this year. Hmm. So I actually, it's not from 2019, uh, which I thought uh, for a second. But um, the game, Ace Combat 7, launched in January of 2019. It was a big thing. It was a big deal for us. Uh, I know we were a little bit dis uh, disappointed that it was only three missions, but I absolutely loved it. Here's the good news. The good news is that, the game, at least according to back in January of this year, sold uh, and exceeded 2.5 million copies worldwide and um, released on PS4 and Xbox One. And it says also, it says several missions developed for the PSVR headset. But come on, there wasn't several. There was three. Uh, there was like a free flight mode and a other mode for it as well lots of difficulties i would say lots of difficulties to choose from and then lots of unlocks which made it cool 
But the game did really well, and they mentioned something about being having the next game in development, which I thought was uh, was pretty cool. By the way, Ace Combat Seven, a best-selling Ace Combat game of all time, which is insane. Two point five million does not seem like a lot of copies. Uh, for it to be the best-selling Ace Combat game of all time. That, this this series has been around since PlayStation 1. Well, the first one was called, what, Air Combat, right? <laughs> yeah, like copyright issue, brand over from the arcade. It's like, yeah, it's it's insane. There's been, like, th- there were multiple iterations of this on the PlayStation 2 uh, when it seemed like everything was just selling, like, fucking hotcakes. What? Quick cor- quick correction. It's not actually the highest selling, but it's it's the ne- it's basically neck and neck with Ace Combat 4, Shattered Skies, which was actually pretty dope if you played it. Yes, that is the one that I always confuse with Electrosphere because it was 1, 2, and 3 on PlayStation 1, and 3 was Electrosphere, and then 4 was Shattered Skies. It's probably the one I played the most of um, because that was on the PlayStation 2, and I was like, I just I know I need everything for PlayStation 2. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably the one I played the most of. So that's cool. It's good to hear. I, I always get concerned when I hear sales figures and stuff, but it was there's always developers that or publishers that are super concerned about sales figures. Like did when, whenever, whenever something like silent Hill comes up, when it, silent Hill is one of those games that the fans love, but it actually doesn't sell very well. Um, and so whenever something like silent Hill comes up and, and the rumors uh, of Sony buying the IP or, or, or something along those lines, people always say, Oh, well it's not worth Sony buying the IP because, because it just doesn't sell that much, so it's always interesting to see, like how many copies these games actually sell. Games that we think of big blockbusters, but two point five million isn't actually that much these days for uh, a game that is super high budget. Triple like A yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the weird thing, you know. We're not going to dive too deep into this because this game, majority of it is a flat screen game. It's not a VR game. Right. We just, you know, for me personally. The, the VR missions were some of the best experiences I've ever had in VR, period. And I played it recently, too. I think I played it last Saturday uh, or the Saturday before last. And I was just, man, I was having so much fun. And I was just, I just fell in love with it all over again. And um, it actually made me want to revisit the, uh, I was Googling to find the, the old ones on PS1 so I could buy them and play them again because I have a PS1 again. Uh, thank you, Nick. Um, but... But yeah, so they did give us a little bit of info on uh, back in back in June 2019. Actually, um, producers Kazutoki Kono and Manubu Shimamoto revealed that Ace Combat 8 would launch sometime between 2021 and 2025. <laughs> uh, but that's not it. That's not all. The other info is that the game is going to be linked directly with Ace Combat 3. Electrosphere, uh, and feature an, uh, unmanned fighters and manned fighters as well. Did they really give a four-year window for the next game? <laughs> they did, but this was this was directly after the game came out in... This was the summer after the game came out in that January of 2019. So the game has been in production, most likely, for, for some time now. They've also been adding more content to to the new game um but that's just another you know of all things i've always said before like if this if ace combat the vr mode was a full game Hmm. it 
could possibly be my number one PSVR game. Like oh. it was that good, and just the the gameplay and the experience of it. You know, flying a fighter jet, and you know, we were talking about realism. That realism really went a long way um, with how like authentic a lot of the game was trying to be, and that's one thing I've always loved about Ace Combat. But um, wow, just what a game, what an experience, and you know, I I can't help but think, you know, if if we this is another one of those that we just got to cross our fingers and say once PSVR two is announced, maybe we'll get the uh, the VR version complete. Yeah, no, I I absolutely think that Ace Combat Seven uh, is one of the last examples of you know VR modes in big budget uh, flat screen games that we're gonna see. I really do think that Ace Combat Eight will be a shining example of the hybrid games that we've been talking about. I really think there's no question about it. The whole game you can play it in VR, out of VR, no problem. Here you go, have fun. Uh, this is, and we're finally going to get the game that we ask, we're asking for, the next Gran Turismo game. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Namco is going to kill it, and I, and I and I really do think that I pizza bet right now. Ace Combat Eight will be the highest selling game in the series, uh, and twenty percent minimum of those people, the people that play it, will be playing it on PSVR two. <laughs> it's so many numbers. Right, I'm, oh. I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that all of that is accurate. All right, dude. I think it's time we got to move on to the final segment of the show, which of course is PSVR twenty questions. That's right. Uh, I'm gonna put a six minute timer up on the clock here, and uh, oops, sorry, started, but that's not how I wanted it to go. Here, let's watch the Sharknado trailer instead. No. Um, <laughs> okay, so you, uh, you picked a game. I did pick right. a game. Listen, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to really, really need help uh, with everybody in the chat here. Um, is, is Zach Lightning like 10 minutes behind the rest of us? Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll get caught up eventually. We love you, bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need, I'm going to need your help, guys. Uh, my brain is totally fried today. I'm, I'm going to need everybody's help. So if you, don't, uh, if you don't know how this is played, AJ is thinking of a PlayStation VR game, and, and we the chat and me have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game that is uh if the time runs out beforehand well then i, then I lose then we all lose we're all losers but i love you guys let's do this all right does it have aim support no no aim support oh, hold on oh my god i almost forgot okay i remember it again uh doo -doo -doo, that's one does it have move support yes yes okay okay um Are there vehicles in this game? Are you in a vehicle in this game at any point? There are lots of vehicles in this game, and you are in a vehicle in this game. Lots of vehicles. Okay. Are you racing vehicles? You are not racing vehicles. Not racing. Okay. Uh, let's think here. Let's think here, guys. Uh, ooh, Big Fat Frog. Is it multiplayer? It is not multiplayer. Not multiplayer. Oh, man. Okay. That is five. I think Jason... Jason Ewing's is... <laughs> pretty Jason... hate machine. I think Jason Ewing's like 40 <laughs> minutes behind the rest of us. But, but that's okay, man. I love the Nine Inch Nails love. Um, you know, 40 minutes after the fact. That's great. Um, 
Are you out in space in this game? You are not out in space in this game. Oh, man. This is removing lots and lots of titles very quickly. Uh, it's not Borderlands, Ben Dawson, because there's no aim support. Um, is this game... Do you have full locomotion in this game? Freedom to go where you want. Let's put it that way. You do not have full locomotion in this game. Or freedom to go where you want. Okay. So... Are you in a mech? You are in a mech in All this right. game. Okay, we got, we, got, we got some good stuff going on in the chat here. Um, the... It seems like we are definitely going down the Archangel path. Let's find out. Uh, has this developer made more than one PlayStation VR game? Mm, yes, they have made another PSVR game. And is their other PSVR game full of zombies and moments where you stare at a radio while someone talks to you on the other end of it? No. <laughs> uh, yes, this yes. other game does have zombies in it. No to the other thing. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Now i got to make sure. <laughs> was this made by Skydance? This was made by Skydance. <laughs> Is it Archangel? Wait a minute. Hold on. Before you ask, one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's eleven. This is your twelfth question you have. Are you sure you want to ask that question? You said yes to Skydance, so so yes. Are you sure, Brian? Are you sure? It is Archangel. Oh yeah, it is. Which is on sale for seven ninety nine, I think. Eight ninety nine. Go try it. It's really good for nine dollars. It is. It is one of the the only thing I don't like about Archangel. The only it hasn't thing, been on sale in two years. Uh, it's it's a good game. It's a rail shooter, uh, deceptively a rail shooter. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it, uh, shockingly, is that there's no new game plus mode. You don't actually get to uh, max out all your weapons by the end of the game, and so you're like, oh, I can't wait to like take the weapons I have and start the game over and do this all over and then max everything out and have fun on my second run. It's one of those games that. Like, a lot of games don't need a new game plus mode. I wish all games had one. But this one just seemed like a glaring omission that it didn't include one. It seems like a perfect game for it. Um, that's the only thing I really didn't like about this, other than the fact that it launched at, like, $40. Uh, and then they quickly learned their lesson, and they dropped it down to 30 like, a month or two later. Uh, and it was still a little on the expensive side. But, I mean, it is so... If you play this game... It just reeks of high production values from the moment you start the game. The the, the beginning cutscenes, the storytelling, the voiceovers, everything. It's just like, wow, this is fucking insane. Insane. Multivitamin orange. So the first PSVR game I played. Very nice. That is, it's well, good, man. It's a great, it's good. It's great good way game. to start. Great way to start. All right, man. All right. Let's get the show on the road. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, and, uh, and and thanks for being here, guys. Uh, this, was, this was definitely... Uh, it's been a long day over here, and, uh, and, I can't, and I can't wait to get some shut-eye. You guys are awesome. We can all snuggle up if you want. I'm not doing anything now. Come over. <laughs> I'll leave the door unlocked. Um, but thank you to everybody out there. Thank you, everybody, who, uh, who helps make uh, – who keeps this ship afloat. Uh, thank you, AJ, for, for being here. And uh, thank you, Dave, wherever you are. Um, 
Also, shout out to all the moderators who make my life like way, way easier keeping this chat uh, civil, but also all the cats in the chat make keeping it civil too. Uh, thank you to uh, Miles Dyer who runs our Instagram account. Thank you to Jay Meow who's uh, helping me get the website up and running and make sure that this show is on Spotify. Uh, shout out to Gabriel 004, the licensed Meow Game Cat with a $5 tip. Thank you very much for just shoving it in there at the end. Like, for just shove it in, man. Uh, and, uh, and of course, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who uh, who adds timestamps to this after the show is over. Guys, thank you to everybody who hung out. Thank you to everybody who participated in the chat. Uh, what what are you showing off? What's on your shirt? No, the, the Dream shirt. Dreamception. <laughs> thank you everybody Dream's who donated. Awesome, thank you to everybody who donated. Dreams is the best reason to own a PlayStation VR headset. God damn it, man! If you don't own Dreams, you're out of your goddamn mind. I don't know what else to tell you. Um. Guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I get, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> go like the weekend. I guess, I guess it's a good thing. I guess it's a good thing. Dreams is not a beta early access game, isn't it, Brian? Cue the cat because I want to say have a great Tuesday and rest of the night tonight. See you on Wednesday, guys. To Brax Bro says, isn't that just Inception? Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Sergeant Frosty, I hope this stream was in was your childhood it was his and childhood. he said someone make twisted metal vr and dreams already i almost did true story uh i i could still potentially do it yeah. justin cassidy have a great night guys on fistbook to you andrew bailey have a great night to you as well serial killer the cinnamon toast crunch game cat he's so that's tasty. a new one brian he's so tasty mm. i now I want some cinnamon toast crunch because yeah. i got i got marshmallow mateys <laughs> it's like the store brand uh <laughs> lucky charms oh my god it's so bland and bad what was i thinking, listen listen brian? listen, listen, like, listen serial killer you just let them know at the in, in my lobby that i invited you over the door's open for snuggling i'm gonna lick you all up and down you taste delicious uh, please, uh, <laughs> please go ahead and uh, kill my marshmallow mateys, please. Chair face, have a great night. Miles Dyer, Nihilus Ryan, the game feline, uh, Mark Pringles Leaf. Thank you so much, man. Slow news week, uh, slow news day, I know, but but we had a lot of uh, fun and a lot of stuff to talk about. VR, great, good to see you, my friend. Uh, Shades, great matter. Um, you should pick up Archangel. That's why I did that. <laughs> X Pacer X, X says, I could have sworn it was good dog, bad dog. Some games just should never exist. Uh, Anikazi, uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Blue Chew, the underground game cat elite name squad in the house tonight. All you are is, is history. That is like such, that sounds like a, a cool song name or lyric or something. That I want to listen to. I, I can even, I, I I can playing... even go for that being a band name. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that, yeah. Huh? All you are is history. Yeah, that's, sure. maybe that would make more sense. I was just talking. I played um, Synth Riders this weekend on on the thing, and there's Shocking. a song. It's like half human, half machine. It's called like Empire of Steel or something. I don't know what it is, but it's amazing. I love it, man. Reminds <laughs> me of that. Ben Dawson, uh, Archangel. It is. Yes, you knew what was up. Uh, Pizza Boy, sixty four. I want. To, I wish I had, that was on. Also tasty. Uh, Abe Lincoln, mm -hmm. <laughs> already guessing Conrad's kittens. Oh, deep cuts. I love it. Jason Ewing, have a great night. Big fat frog. What up, man? Mick Coles, uh, Kramer, three K. I see you too, guys. Have a wonderful night. Later, Gabriel. Yeah.